Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode uh, 771, recording today on Wednesday, the 13th of September. Some may think that that is perhaps an auspicious date. I don't think it really is. The 13th doesn't bother me. I'm not into the the the, uh, the, the kind of luckiness of numbers or whatever. It doesn't really make any sense to me. But this is uh, not a numerology podcast. This is about music technology. And as such, we'll be talking about uh, all, well, maybe we'll get around to some of the latest uh, music technology, but we've also got... Uh, a new guest in the form of uh, Sam from uh, Lookman No Computer, who's there in his studio uh, in Ramsgate, I guess, right? On the Far East. You're in the Far East. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. How's it going? Hello. Yeah, it's good, man. It's really good. <laughs> Lovely to have you. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, I'll finish. I'll finish introductions, and then we'll come back and we'll do a bit more of a fulsome uh, chat to everybody. Uh, I want to say thanks, everybody, in the chat room uh, for joining us. Thank you very much to uh, Wagyu as ever for moderating and holding it all together. And a big thank you for him and all of the people that got involved in our Emom night on the Friday. It was a great success. We had seven bands playing. Uh, the bands in. I wrote it all down. I better press this button, and it will show me, won't it? Uh, it'll be, uh, yeah, who do we have? Yeah, Liam82, Invisible Acid, Monojack, Barbers Green, James Glue, Finley Shakespeare, Battery Operator Orchestra, they all played. It was packed in the room and also plenty of people online. We will be having individual performances coming up on uh, uh, on YouTube and they'll all be available ad-free on our Patreon as well as the Insta360 footage that we promised. Actually, turns out it's quite a pain in the behind to, to deal with Insta360 footage, but we're working on it. Uh, and there's other stuff going on besides. But thanks ever so much. Thank you to all of those who performed and turned up. A special shout out to uh, Tim Dale, who came and uh, did some help on the day. And also Richard Olpin, who I know he had a busy morning the next day, but he stayed until the very end and lugged PAs up the stairs. Uh, good for you, mate. That was really well appreciated. So thanks, everybody. So, uh, yes, let's get on to uh, other guest, uh, Paulie Bow, uh, Magical Synth Adventure. Hello. I've got to find that jingle. Paulie Bow, uh, of course, is... Music producer and uh, YouTubist and all of those things. How are you doing? YouTubist. Uh, yeah. I'm good, thank you. Um, those emoms, they're, they're so beautiful, aren't they? Uh, the kind yeah, of whole, a um, vibe. community spirit. Buzzing. Yeah. Amazing definitely. vibe. Yeah, Amazing so I'm vibe. good. I'm getting a, a couple of vids ready for Sonic State. Which Woohoo, is, you know, yeah. amazing because I've been a fan of you guys for like absolute years and years, you know. Since um, so, yeah, as get far to... back as remember you, your um, 20 weirdest instruments and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that was uh, the excellent... The excellent Simon Power produced those for us. If yeah. only he was uh, still available. <laughs> He's busy that now was, doing proper was... work. <laughs> really? Proper work for proper pay, is it? <laughs> yeah, <basically. laughs> But, yeah... Um, so it's it's been a massive thrill doing that, you know. Excellent. And well, I can't uh, wait to see the fruits of your labour. Hopefully, be. That's it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and other than that, I'm looking forward to Synth Fest, which is happening in a few weeks' time. Oh yeah, uh, Sam, are you going to go to Synth Fest as well? Are you going up for that? Which one, Synth? Oh, what in Leeds? Sheffield. Sheffield. Yeah, Sheffield. 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 Because Home I know about spoon. Machina Bristonica. Oh, I was yeah. I, to be honest, I'm so out of touch with the, everything going on in every kind of world, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't even aware. Simfest, yeah, of course. I, I'll have to look into that. I'm really annoyed that I can't get to Machina Bristonica, which is a bit of a shame. Are you going to there? Yeah, we'll be going to that. That's coming up on the 30th. Yeah, yeah, we're I going. think uh, 30th of September. I think 
there i don't know if there's a, a, a how tickets i think they might have sold out so it might be one of those things that i think th this year is the wow. first year they've really going large on it and it's going to be a big event i mean they're cramming it in i mean it's almost like they've yeah. got more than one day's worth of stuff in a day which also next year yeah. maybe it'll be a weekend which would be awesome oh, so, because but we'll have to this see. is the first time they did it isn't it because it got planned for 2020 i want to say yeah and they got cancelled. There was one in twenty nineteen. There was one in twenty nineteen, very short, but it was a smaller affair. And then uh, the club yeah. that they used, uh, I, I think that it, it it got repurposed, or maybe there was a fire there or something. And then obviously COVID. And this is the first that they're back with. I mean, this is a much much more ambitious event. They're really going for it, and it's yeah. going to be yeah. pretty, it's huge pretty amazing. Looking. Yeah, yeah. But Simfest is just as huge as well, isn't it? Simfest is uh, a big yeah, one. I, I, I think it is. I think this might be bigger. I think Bristronica might be bigger. I've not been to the venue, so we'll see. But that's coming up. Really? That's going to be good fun. But yeah, um, if it, 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 uh, we'll really be cool. at both. So come and say hi nice. if you'll if you'll see it. But I, I've been wanting to get over to your uh, your place, Sam. I mean, uh, uh, look, I'm no computer. Obviously, your your YouTube personality and you know the stuff that you do there has been incredibly successful. You've had sort of great, and it's uh, has that enabled you to do the museum, or were you doing that anyway? It's the uh, um the, it's the enabled it of, it's in it right. yeah this museum's not obsolete and uh yeah without the youtube i don't think it would have been a viable uh idea to do such a thing it's not done yet because i mean it is done it's always a work in progress and it's been open for two years now uh we just keep on trying to make it bigger basically uh so yeah. whenever you're in this i know it's it's right on the end of the trade like everything it's yeah. at the end of everything it's, nobody's going yeah it's not on the way to anywhere <laughs> is it it's just no there. It's at the end. On the way to the sea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So do you have, a, have you got like a, 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 people who are helping you with that or is it all pretty much a one person operation or have you got like a, a, a kind of a behind the scenes team that kind of help, help keep all of this stuff together? Because there's a lot, to, you do a lot of different things, right? A lot of different things. So on the weekends, when it's open, it's open on the weekends. There's a there's a handful of uh, people who come over and help out and stuff, and they uh, they also help out here and there, just um, making sure the museum's going to be all right and running and stuff. I go there as well, pretty much every, uh, most of the open days as well. So, um, but then the rest of the time, it's just me on my nod. I find that it's very hard to uh, work because. I'd, I'd spend like two hours doing one thing, two hours doing another thing, but I don't know which ones I'm going to be doing because mm. it's just got to, I've procrastinated, product, product, uh, you know, strategic procrastination. It doesn't always work, but it works a lot of the time. Yeah. So do you use the, uh, is the, is the museum kind of your workshop for getting stuff done when it's not the museum, when it's closed during the week or, or is it, or do you have another place for that? I've got, I'd say at my house, I like spend a lot of time building and stuff there. So, uh, but then if, when things are done and finished, take it over to the museum. Uh, like if it's stuff that needs to be done in situ, then we'll go over and do it over there because a lot of stuff's too big to, to move, you know, like the organ, the church organ and things like that. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, I've got, I've got to talk about that. Cause I mean, the, the, that's got to be, I mean, looking back at all of your stuff that you've done, the organ has got, is that the most ambitious project? I mean, you know, we've got the thousand oscillators, we've got all the other stuff. I remember seeing your yeah. stuff in London when it was much smaller scale and then the scale just sort yeah. of increased and increased into this sort of impossible magnitude. That's, that was. Yeah. Epic. 
That was mad. That was 2017, 2018, I want to say, something like that. That was the 100 oscillator mega drone. But yeah, after that, I think it's one of the most uh, ambitious. I, I don't think it's probably as ambitious as the Game Boy Mega Machine, which I haven't even finished yet. It's turned into an absolute complex nightmare. But uh, the church organ took is taking forever it took forever there's just so much wiring i don't spend every day on it obviously it's just a, a day here and a day there now but at the start there was a lot of work and it was it was backbreaking work to actually get it done i mean you've got to be like kind of strong like physically fit to do organ work oh it kind of uh, there's a props to people who do work on organs because you're always in really uncomfortable positions for a prolonged amount yeah. of time <laughs> yeah because they usually well i mean particularly that one which was originally in uh, sort of built into a house in Bristol, wasn't it? And it was a bit of a weird kind of scenario. I mean, amazing, amazing story, amazing video, that little house uh, with the organ in and all the musical stuff. And it was just, I mean, in effect, you're kind of, you've transposed the love, the, the, the same energy's gone into recreating it in MIDI and what you're doing to to one into it, building it into the house. So, you know, it's, it's quite yeah. sweet in a way that that's still ongoing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, the so it used to be in a church before that, and then the organist, uh, I think the uh, her husband was a carpenter, and they, he he thought it was a shame to get it chucked away. So every week or so, he walked a bunch of pipes back to the house until it was like <laughs> built. <laughs> I just find it absolutely crazy, and that was in the late seventies, and yeah, it was just a shame if it was going to get scrapped. So, and then yeah. I, I didn't realize people were so interested in organs. So it's just, it was, it's quite a mystery because no, I wasn't even aware of how they worked until I jumped in and tried to work on it. It's, it's sort of like a synth. I mean, I just amazed how, how additive synthesis it sort of is. Because mm. some of the things you merge two notes that are not actually, um, you merge two pipes that are on different notes and that merges to become, to, to play a third in the middle. Hmm. Oh, interesting. So you get like a beat, or a, yeah, you get a oh, beat. okay. So so those, those 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 the the things that I've wondered about this because I mean you can't have multiple levels of uh, pipes. I mean you know you've got the the stops and bring out then you know from flutes to trumpets or whatever it may be. I mean I'm thinking electronically. So is what it's actually doing is blending in upper harmonics from from the extension of those pipes. So you you add it adds one two octaves up or an octave below or a third below when you do those yeah. stops. So you or sort a fifth of blend it into. Yeah, it's not it's not always even an octave. Like you're adding like random bits, and this is this is separately only a combination organ. That's when uh, the, it, a, a lack of sound because uh, one's in big cathedrals. There, you pull out a stop that literally turns on a whole new set of pipes. Uh, there's a right. it's, they're trying the combination organ, which is a slightly smaller one for smaller churches. The one I've got, they solve the problems by m merging and melding uh, and beating pipes together not literally <laughs> wow okay that, that, i did not know that's fascinating actually i did not know that but yeah so you're very much additive i got a little i got a video i think of uh, let me just check where it is because i think i've got a just a little bit just just to give people a flavor of it because i'm sure everybody knows but i can't imagine why they wouldn't if they so let me uh this is i love the fact that you've got a beat oh, yeah. step pro playing me yeah well i was tuning it the other day and I just figured I'd, I'd shoot. It sounded pretty good. Anyway, I'm sorry, you can hear it. My bad. Where's the bass? The bass is coming. Wait for the drop. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, it's coming in a moment. It's too. It's quite a while away, so I wouldn't worry about it. Hold on. Hold on. Let me. Uh, I can fast forward it. Oh yeah. That's just awesome. So is that is that real? I mean, it's hard to tell. Is that how loud is that in that space? Because I mean, obviously, you're in quite a confined space there. How loud is that thing? It's loud. It depends what you're playing and how many pipes are going on at once. Sometimes you need earplugs, basically. Like sometimes you can forget uh, that it's quite loud. Like I, in that one, I didn't have earplugs, but I think um, it, it, it just depends how many notes you're playing at the same time. It can be quite quiet. If you're just playing like yeah. triads and stuff, it's not that bad. But if you're just like jamming and there's loads of them, it's like it can get a bit of a barrage. Barrage? Uh, barrage? Barrage. That know. sounds good. Is there, is there like expression for it? I mean, do you have like an overall volume thing for sort of, sort of softness well, or is it more? So, so like in, in so it's, that's called a swell. And how that works, this one hasn't got it, but there it's literally slats of wood. This is sort of like the low pass filter. There's like a, a, loads of slats of wood in front of the pipes that open. Like they, they open like that. Oh, right. And then that's that so kind like of louver wow. doors. Yeah, like they're basically louver doors. Yeah, yeah. So that's how like you get expression <laughs> out of them, and um, that would be in the sw in the swell set of pipes. So in a, in a certain organ, there'll be a big set of pipes in a box, and then they like open. <laughs> like the, it's like right. open. I I thought it, I haven't got one, but it'll be funny if I just the the door of the room. Uh, I just put an actuator on it so the door opens and closes. That's the volume. <laughs> That's well, it's the same thing, but in reverse, I suppose. It's on the output rather than the input. I guess exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's really interesting. I, I, I just did. I, I mean, the, I, I love the sound of it. There was a great piece that I discovered a while back. It was, I forget, uh, I think it's got a guy called Krychek and an organist, and they're playing in, uh, it's Minimo. I think this guy's a sort of Polish sort of keyboard wizard, and he plays Minimo, and there's another something else. It's a beautiful piece. I, I'll try and find the link. And it's, uh, and an organist, and it's just absolutely beautiful the two sets of electronics together and now i guess the thing with midi wow. that you've got midi on it you can give it you can give it some you can really have you recorded it does it record well you've used it got to do a sample set right surely yeah well it's all in the like i'm just amazed how long it's bloody blooming taken uh like uh, the next video of it is setting up a bunch of um uh, microphones permanent microphones and setup and a midi midi sd player so uh, and then that that those microphones are go off on a snake over to uh, a control room at the other side of the museum that we're building. Ah, right. So then, you can just fire, be... fire. Right. So it'd be like a MIDI yeah. organ, <laughs> like MIDI organ, a MIDI file player. That sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then you can plug a symphony, you can plug a sequencer, and I think there's a sort of idea as well, maybe at some point where you can send it MIDI over the internet possibly but i'm not sure how or when or why that would happen and the biggest issue with that and i only did it the other day like for the latest video is tuning the blooming thing that's a nightmare because right. you've got it's and like tuning a guitar really but, temperature that's got to be temperature but i mean is it pewter yeah. or lead those things are made of i can't remember is it, is it lead well there's various different remember. metals in there zincs leads uh, uh it all depends which pipe it is luckily the ones that are the furthest of the way are the ones that are lead so it's all right <laughs> All right, so uh, do you have to tune it, you know, like if it's cold tomorrow, will it be out of tune? Uh, I've found it's actually quite good. 
Uh, there is one set which is more. Um, how, how's it? They've got reeds inside them. It's called the reeds. Uh, what kind of an instrument has reeds? Like a f- not a flute. Uh, what's got a reed? Yeah, a saxophone. Like like a saxophone, yeah, yeah. So there's a whole register of that, and uh, they can go out in in big big auditoriums and things like. In they have intermissions to retune them. They go out of tune that often. The rest of them are pr- uh, reasonably solid. But anyway, just, yeah. I could, I'm just picturing you've got a load of saxophonists just sort of licking the reeds to kind of mm-hmm. make sure that they're. So you have to you have to spend all if you play sax, you've got to spend quite a lot of time getting it yeah. to the right set of moisture but i guess they'd be dry dry organ reeds right we don't want yeah i don't think you'd want to really lick those ones yeah yeah like (laughs) the the reeds are made of they're made of brass so brass reeds oh right and it's just like you just adjust where where it's it's a lot there's it's a lot more complicated than i thought it was gonna be (laughs) basically (laughs) i'm sorry i mean i'm finding this fascinating because i mean it's like i'm you know many of us in this kind of music technology world we're sort of essentially people in sheds who like exploring stuff, you know, but the amount of knowledge that you've had to pull together into your projects, I mean, it's like that Homer Simpson thing, isn't it? Oh no, I'm going to have to learn new stuff. That means I'm going to have to forget some stuff to make room. I mean, (laughs) do you, 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 presumably, did you start by, by kind of fixing, you know, and breaking your parents' radios? Is that, is that your sort of initial, like many people who go into electronics, did you do that by, yeah, that was that the way you started and then it's just trial and error, right? Yeah, it's just trial and error and just, yeah, I found that being consistent and then jumping in and trying to solve the problem using logic and what you've learned, uh, not logic, the DAW, but logic yeah. up there, and then what you've learned in the past and then keep on building it. And I found that it seems to have worked, uh, you know. I haven't, I haven't, I've, you know, I was worried that the organ might have been something a bit off more than I could chew because I heard a lot of people saying that you need real experience, serious, serious work. But I found that you, you can sort of get the idea through quite a lot of trial and error and a can-do attitude. <laughs> yeah, that's what we like to hear. And also, I mean, the thing is, is by doing stuff in a, in a unique way, it's going to be something different to everything else. Because, I mean, you know, there's traditional organs and, you know, if you were building an organ for, you know, a very important organ player to come and do a Takata, you know, it, then they'd want it and expect it to be set up in a certain way. But you don't have to do that. You yeah. can do it whatever you like, can't you? So, Yeah, I was thinking a lot about that, actually, because I find that, you know, when people people can be quite critical in YouTube comments. I mean, you must know that, Nick, and also... Uh, Polly, uh, like, and and I forget that sometimes I, if if it was your literal job to do that, then fair enough. You should probably be a lot more critical about it because people are paying you to fix their stuff. You know, yeah, yeah. like fix exactly. your synth or fix your organ. But if you're doing it by yourself and stuff, you can slightly bodge it here and a little bit there just to get it done. You know, yeah, and sometimes you come up with a really unique and interesting way. I mean, it's like you know. Our gantry up there is yeah. not gantry, it's oh. ladders, you know, and that works really well. And that's not what you're supposed to do, but it's okay, you know, because it works. And I like that sort of thing. That's like a good idea. Heath, Heath Robinson stuff. Certainly a lot cheaper. Is that literally just a ladder on the roof? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a ladder. <laughs> it's fi- fixed with joist hangers either end, and it happened to be exactly the right width for this room. I mean, we've got trussing as well, but the ladders are the sort of well, the starting point. So, you know, and it works all right because oh. you you stick Genius. a load of stuff up there but you know that's the sort of stuff isn't it i mean that i mean that that sort of thing i'd imagine gives you a certain amount of pleasure rather than just figuring out how everybody else does it you come up with a, a workaround that's maybe a bit easier or a bit more clever or a bit more whatever and that's what that's is that where you get your buzz from doing this sort of thing or is it somewhere else i have no idea 
I, I just that as you know, it has a compulsion to do it. I think I just like I like figuring stuff out. I like learning. Mm. Uh, so, however that happens, uh, yeah, I find I'm, I find it amazing how quick, how much quicker it is nowadays to learn things if you've mm. if you've if you've uh, learned the ability of using YouTube videos to your advantage. If you see what yeah. I mean, like watching mm -hmm. YouTube videos, because there's a way of taking it. And then if you follow it, sometimes if you, you need to kind of shovel through the YouTube videos to try and figure out which one is, the, you know, going to give you the right kind of yeah. um, instructions sort of thing. But it's a real good repository of information. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I, I'm all, very often I'll be at home and something's gone wrong with the dishwasher or whatever. And I'll just go, OK, I need to find out. I'm not paying someone to come and do that. I'm sure I could do it. Yeah. Although at the moment that's a bit tricky because I've still got my car. Oh no. Yeah, update on the car. So it was purple, now it's oh, black. It's supposed to come it. off. It's supposed to come off on Monday. Yes. They took it off and said, Can you do this? Can you do this? And it's like, ouch, no, I can't. They said, Yeah, it's not cooked yet. You need another three weeks minimum. <laughs> Can you do oh, YMCA? Oh. Uh, no, I, I'd say almost <laughs> categorically, no, I don't think I can. I can drive though. Because um, oh. they said initially I couldn't, but they said no, there's no medical reason you can't. It's just you need to make sure it's okay with your insurance company. So I rang my insurance company and sure. said, and they said, well, if the medical people say you can't, you know, they say you can't drive, then you can't drive. They said, no, they didn't say that. They said, I had to talk to you first to see if you would insure me. And we went, yeah. And they went, okay, so. I could drive a bit, which is better than nothing. Um, yeah. Anyway, gosh, I've been waffling for ages. I think, I, I mean, before we've done any topics, I mean, it's fascinating to, to be able to talk to you, Sam, because it's just, you know, I've always wanted to know what what you're up to and how you do it and stuff, because it's. I think that's what makes you so compelling. It's because people recognise a certain amount of it in themselves, but perhaps the ability to do it in the in the uh, with the intensity and skill that you do, that's that's what's missing in most people's lives. So, so yeah, good. I think good I'm on just you. too. So, Oh, thanks. Just too stupid not to try things. I think that's my my, my what I'm doing. <laughs> too stupid to not think I can sort of do it. <laughs> but there's a few because there's a few. There, isn't there? Didn't I see you get involved with that guy who built like that massive tunnel under his house? Uh, oh, Colin. That, like, Colin. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's, there's a whole sort of strata of of people that will just do it because it. You know, it's like building the, you know, a cathedral out of matchsticks to a degree, except more yeah. creative, I think, in, in your instance and, and Collins. But yeah, th there's a strata of people that people, we want to watch that kind of thing. We find it fascinating and it is fascinating to be involved as well. So yeah. Well, that's nice. cool tonight. Right. Oh, cheers, Nick. Yeah. As we know, um, Sam, you know, sponsors and whatnot. Well, you were really lucky. Didn't you get like um, deep involvement from Microsoft or something? It was like a big one or Red Bull right at the beginning or, you know, a couple of years ago. I remember seeing some stuff that, that must have really kind of helped kick you on when you when you were starting out or oh, when you first became. Yeah. Well, they helped. They funded the flamethrowing organ. But I ended up ah. spending more on the flamethrowing organ than they <laughs> gave me because I really wanted to make it good. <laughs> good man. That's got to be the only way to go. Isn't it? Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, let, let, well, speaking of kind of speaking of people who, who are doing sort of unique and interesting things, we should probably um, start with a topic. And I think this is probably something that everybody will probably uh, resonate with to a degree. So let's... Uh, Flux is the musicality and expression of classical instruments such as violin or vocals. 
enriched by new timbers and the flexibility of postmodern instruments, harnessing the power of current technology. Flux is movement toward freedom through discipline. <laughs> it's hard not to just sort of zone out when he's doing these videos because it's just, it's so hypnotic the way that he describes the things. And once again, this is just another, another this is a prototype, this is Flux, and it's sort of very loosely based on theremin technology in terms of magnetic fields, but by the looks of it, it's got these two little, they look like sort of uh, cigarette filters that you put in your fingers, and when you turn them, because they've got polarity of different magnets and there's a magnetic field, there's quite a lot of additional expression than perhaps, or certainly more axis of expression than you would get with a basic theremin. Added to that, from what I can see, and I am I am surmising this, it looks like there's a lot of the uh, Soma Terra sound engine in there which is the sort of digital yeah. instruments that you know had all of that I, I reviewed that some time ago and it sounds like we've got a lot of that going on and the fact that this is a theremin also uh, monophonic duophonic and polyphonic and can do percussive stuff this looks really interesting i wonder i want i mean it's not going to be for everybody because his instruments generally are, but this actually in a weird way is probably one of the more traditional uh traditional layouts and traditional scales it's actually feels like it's quite it's quite uh, normal by his standards. I don't know if you've uh, had a chance to check this out, Paulie. It's, a, it's, it's quite interesting. I, I think I sent you the link, Nick, so I did check Ah, it out yes, anyway. you did. That's right, of course. Yeah. That's why you've... Yeah. Um, Indeed you did. I, I beg your pardon. I love it. I want it. I want to play it. I want to see what it's all about. Um, I um, mainly play keyed instruments and strong instruments and a bit of tin whistle. Um, and I've really been trying to take up the viola but the um the learning kind of curve is so steep um with it mm. that to get those kind of beautiful glissandos and um portamento kind of effects uh with something that you can do it polyphonically or duophonically because i like putting a pedal note down you know and then sliding around uh it just looks really really cool so, yeah. I imagine it's not a cheap thing to make, though. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, lots the, of little the, things, you know? Lots of little parts. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I mean, you know, we're it, it, as a prototype, there's no further details to be announced yet. And I know it's a bit conjecture, but we've seen the actual thing. I know I, I did notice that Woody Forrest was in the chat room and, uh, and suggesting that I should uh, be covering the Yamaha montage. He's very fixated on that. And uh, maybe we will at some point. And no, I haven't signed an NDA just to uh, to cover that. He's he's quite angry about that, but we'll we'll get to it anyway. Um, Comment, comment as a Sam nightmare. Um, this is this looks like it might be something up your street. I don't have you done any theremin style uh technology in in any of your electronics projects? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done a, a, a handful of different uh theremin style things. I remember building a theremin out of a few couple of radios, but um, I'm trying to, I'm just, I'm just looking at it like um. So it looks like he's got some earplugs in his hand, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it yeah, yeah, somebody else's earplugs. Things you can yeah, lose easily. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things. Unless there's got to be like a pouch where you put them in. But like, I'm wondering, yeah, it's a, it's polarized magnets in them because they don't look like they're big enough to have batteries in them. So they must be magnetic of sorts, like you say. Is there a description of the technical, or is it just the video? Yeah. 
no, there is. There's a there's a link to it. You, as far as I can tell, there's there's um, I think it's I forget which hand it is. One hand has X, Y, Z, and one hand has X and Z. So you've got yeah. three oh, axes yeah. in one. And I think the X, Y, Z is for the uh, timbrality. So you get, in, in the same way that you've got the sensors on the Terra, which have got, uh, there are eight of those, and they're all modifiers. I think, uh, no, four of them, sorry. And they're modifiers, and, and they're sensitive. I think it's some derivative of that. Uh, instead, instead of capacitive uh, uh, touch and the resistance that you get with that, it's, it's for magnetic proximity. And then on the other yeah. hand, I think there's, I, when you tilt... I'm not sure. I'd have to. to, to uh, it's either amplitude or proximity is amplitude, and so, and the, the and the twist is something else. I'm not entirely ah, sure, yeah. but it it looks like it's fair. I mean, you know, Vlad, as far as I know, is not an expert thereminist, and he plays uh, the beginning of that video. I cut out the beginning because it, it it it's a sort of dedicated to Leon Theremin, quite rightly, because it's obviously inspired yeah. by that. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that I'm trying to remember, is it um, that piece that he plays? I forget the name of the composer, but he plays it with, some, some, you know, quite a lot of skill for somebody who, if they were doing it with a theremin, would probably take years and years yes. of practice. And I'm assuming maybe he hasn't. So that uh, you could uh, let me see if I got a, have we got a picture of the uh, no, it's that one, isn't it? Yeah, it's also got a little bit. In in uh, it's not the, the the technology, but you know, like like a theremin. But it's sort of a also. I find it a little bit easier to play as well. The, you know where the 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 expression part on the 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 free notes on the Ond Martino. It's sort right. of like that, but with yes. like free beyond Martino. <laughs> you know, uh, it's yeah. it looks quite interesting, and I reckon a bit more um, yeah, simple to play free form than a theremin. That's for sure. Yeah, I've never played I mean, a theremin. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I mean, I, I, I find the idea. I mean, it's like the yes. the idea of proximity with with nothing to gauge the distance and the touch. I think the thing with this That's is it's it. got very specific. It's got very specific like fretboard points almost. So it makes it a yes. lot. Yeah. You know, you've got a visual reference. It's a, it may be easier. I don't know. We did. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of uh, the, so. the, the the excellent theremist we had on German uh, woman. I can't remember her name now. Um, oh, yeah. But she teaches. There's a sort of method to it. So I imagine something like this is going to make yes. it easier. And obviously, there's what's the theremin that Moog do that's got quantization? So you could basically it's like auto tune F-O-A? snapping. No, that's not yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I think it's one. Is it the theremini? Theremini. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, and that's got MIDI as well. It looks yeah. interesting. Mm, yeah. I don't know how much. I, I my guess is maybe two grand. I don't know. What do you reckon? Does that Ooh. sound about right? You reckon? I mean, to me, well, it does, because there's not possibly. many moving parts. There's hardly any potentiometers. It might just be one big sensor under there. There might it might be cheaper, uh, but that's me merely merely guessing. It's just like there's not, you know, it's one big box, and there's probably not a lot in there. But you never know, do you? So maybe because it's sometimes it's yeah. more about the size of something than the actual cost to produce it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, I imagine shipping will be expensive because it's quite a big thing. Yeah, it's gonna have. A, but the the, cool. the, 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 the Soma Terra is I don't know is a. Uh, a Twelve or thirteen hundred euros, and that's a okay. piece of wood. Yeah. So I'm guessing this yeah. might be a bit north of that, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, it looks. That's fair enough. It looks kind. I'm yeah, completely kind of out of touch with the prices. Well, that's all right. Everything. Yeah. Oh God, tell me about it. Yeah, that time when you go to the bar and buy a drink and go, oh my goodness, what's especially yeah. after lockdown? What's going on here? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Have you heard? Actually, yeah, in, this is completely off topic, but in the UK, they're now thinking of introducing. Some bars are introducing peak pricing. 
So it gets more oh, expensive that. on a Friday and Saturday night. Oh, imagine that's oh. terrifying. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because they didn't even say it like a be be like oh like I thought oh is this to do with like giving uh, not popular places a chance you know like so maybe one's one place is busy so they try and even it out yes. by putting the prices up less people go but they go along but it's literally not that they're just putting the prices up at the busy times is yeah pretty pretty funky okay cool all right well we'll move on we'll uh, have to take back. up day drinking yeah. <laughs> It's cheaper. It's cheaper to, or you just drink, just drink at home. Sorry, Woody is still very. Uh, uh, um, he's still own. very unhappy about this. So yeah, Woody saying uh, apparently if I haven't signed an NDA regarding the new montage, it would be downright grotesque if he doesn't address the leaks. Well, I'm not going to. Uh, well, I suppose I did. So uh, start your own channel, Woody, and do it. Do it the way you like it. That's what I would suggest. Sorry, I've. It's too hot to this. I'm not. I'm not putting up with this anymore. He's always very rude. I've had enough of it. Um, right, okay, uh, get to, what else have we got? Um, uh, oh, this looked good. Let's do this one because I think this is actually, uh, now, if I've got this correct, uh, I'll press that one. Yeah, there isn't a video for this, but this is a news, uh, Forum S Meta, which is a VCV rack host. I mean, we've seen some of this stuff. This is based on the, uh, I think it's the, uh, uh, OWL platform, which we saw, I think actually, Sam, I saw that at the, uh, London show where you had the 100 oscillators. Oh, I remember yeah, seeing the, the Rebel technology. So this Oxton is based on owl. that, but it's obviously, yes, it's been finessed a little bit. A Rebel, mm. Rebel technology's out. That's right. This looks... Well, a, a part of the reason this looks really fascinating is because yeah. uh, Finley Shakespeare played on um, uh, the second, he the first of the headliners on our night, and he used the G2, the old modular G2, which lots of people really rave about that kind of technology. This is allowing a similar kind of thing. That, I mean, there are a few details that I don't have masses. That it's a DSP, it's a general purpose DSP platform that will run VCV rack modules. You could transfer via Wi-Fi or SD. It's got a dual-core Cortex A7 arm, 12 knobs, eight audio or CV inputs, USB MIDI jack, six CV inputs, uh, gate inputs, no price info. Uh, info as, as yet and it runs on bare metal so it's a really high um high resolution uh, sorry low latency os uh you've yeah you've got is that a g2 or g2x there that's a g1 g1 it's the g1 cute, oh, it's the God. cute little g1 that is cute and i absolutely adore it so so um, i'm guessing you might be I'm quite excited by this <laughs> really excited i've got the um Ooh. obviously i've talked sorry Obviously, I've talked about it before. Um, the um, uh, the Poly Bebo pedal as well, which is also a, a modular environment. I just love them because I've got a real Euro rack with some nice kind of mutable stuff and some Dupfer and, and things like that. And it's really good and it's really nice to have that tactile patching. But I also love just, you know, chilling with one instrument um with kind of infinite possibilities so mm. i'm i'm thinking of of making a new little euro rack i've been talking to robin about what he feels are the best for kind of small cases and i'm just just build something i can noodle with because my euro rack's a bit big to to take t downstairs or to the bedroom or or wherever mm -hmm. where. um so yeah i'm really excited about this and i guess you could run this as the sequencer for your other modules or you could run it for you know a filter or, or whatever 
just super. I just exciting. love the idea. You, yeah, I love the idea of being able to build you your own VCV rack and then dropping yeah. it off. But yeah, you could. Just... Yeah. Do you reckon could, there's um, ever going to be the next modules? Ah, yes. I hope. I hope as well. I hope Sorry, that well, you yeah, know, yeah. like now, it's it's a simulation of a modular synth inside a modular synth. Or hopefully, the Whoa. next step will be there will be a simulation of this module in VCV. Oh my well, that's an interesting thought. Well, that would make sense because then you could just you could just build a, because if you did that, actually, it would make loads of sense because you basically all it would be is a wrapper that has a finite amount of resources to it. So this is as much as you'll be able to get into this module. You can build it here and then squirt oh, yeah. the whole thing into your VCV rack. I mean, I, I love the idea of this. I mean, I, Sam, you've made loads of modules. You know, you're a module maker. Have you done any VCV stuff with your with your module designs? Because I, I know that some of them have been commercially available. Yeah, I, 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 I'm just going off on this synth inside a synth inside a synth inside a synth. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah like, uh, it's like a medieval uh, feast. Somebody, yeah, somebody <laughs> was talking about <laughs> somebody was talking about it a while back, and it never it never came to fruition. We were drawing them out, but um, yeah, I I think there might be a couple of them that are just being done by people, but um, nothing to do with me. Right. Okay. But it would make, I mean, it would make, I mean, th that's the thing about this is because eff effectively there is such a massive palette of sounds and many, you know, mutable, many people have done their own verse, but especially stuff that's, d uh, that's uh, DSP, but uh, a lot of people have done yeah. this, uh, have done their own analog versions, which you could buy in the shop and they're very affordable and it's, it's a great platform. I just think this is, I think this is a fantastic idea and you could imagine, I mean, I, yeah. I don't know how much it's likely to be. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing it would be, you know, 800 to a thousand euros i would assume because of when you got that kind of microcomputer in it but the amount of stuff that you could yeah, then do yeah. what you're going to need also is a way to break out more controllers and more cvio to make it mm. really useful but i mean you could easily build assuming it's got the capacity it's sort of quite complex patches in them for live yeah that's really going to help i know people like a lot of jeopardy with with their live setups but sometimes it's quite nice to be able to repeat your gig i mean you you know you have you done any stuff with your um live stuff with your modular and found you know ways to make it repeatable paulie sorry yes i have um essentially what i do is i use the amiga as the oscillators so the samples and then that means I only have to uh, and also the MIDI control. So the the 8-bit samples and the MIDI go into the modular and then it's literally just mainly setting up envelopes, maybe a little bit of ring mod, maybe a little bit of filtering. So I get the, well, I get the sound for one thing. I get the, the visual effect of it, but I've got something yeah. that's kind of repeatable unless my 30 year old computer dies on me right but i bring i bring a spare one anyway so <laughs> yeah that makes a lot of sense oh, so yeah always bring a that's spare that's how i get repeatable stuff that's it definitely yeah. definitely so, but would you ever yeah. swap your amiga for a synth and a synth inside a synthception you know would you ever swap the amiga for a <laughs> uh, for synth for ms synthception <laughs> synthception meta synthception yeah yeah <laughs> no no i would not no <laughs> i'd oh, not wow. swap anything for it but oh, that okay. that's the uh, same you know, question it's for you where sam. i started I mean, yeah same question for you sam because i mean First your time. stuff you make yourself um sometimes you're taking some common you know a big tall rack with a lot of a lot of uh, uh um physical variables 
Do you, yeah. how, how long do you have to have before the show when you arrive to ensure what you're going to, what's coming out is what you, more or less what you intend to play? Um, well, when I was, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm good at it, uh, I could have it up and running in 20 minutes and, you know, because I go through a digital mixer next to it that goes into a snake that connects up to designated parts. It's already always pre-patched. So you wire it in, sounds the same every time kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I've, you, I haven't found it a problem, but as there's been times when it hasn't worked, of course, and that's, that's added many, many countless minutes or tens of 20 of minutes of being like, why isn't it working? <laughs> but yeah, but um, this, the Simpception, I keep on calling it the Simpception module. I that's great. That'll do. I think that's the title of the show. I'm just going to write that down. I'm just going to write that down. Simpception. We'll call it. I saw it yeah. on the on the uh, on the comments. Uh, I don't want to. I want to say thank you to whoever mentioned it. Uh, uh, Dynamics, Dynamics, yeah. So thank you. Yeah, Simpsons. Uh, okay, I'll put that in. So, uh, okay. Oh, interesting. Well, um, yeah. I think, but I think, I, I, like I say, you know, people have been going on and on and on about. It. I mean, even um, Finn was saying because his vocals dropped at some point during the set and he had to grab a mic and, and we, we ended yeah. up using it. And the reason was we couldn't figure out and then we met up the next day and he said what he thinks he did is he tried to load too much of a new set of modules into the G2. And what happens is if you do it too quick, oh. it goes, oh, no. And then something has to happen. Sure. There has to be some sort of human intervention to sort of restart the process. And obviously while you're playing uh. live, it's quite hard to do that. So that's how that happens. So something like this would make, you know, it's going to make a lot of people happy, particularly because then you can build, you know, you've got, you've, you've got such a wide variety of modules to choose from to build your patches from. And I think that, I think this could be, a, a, I hate to use the word game changer, but it could be a big enabler for a lot of people because you could start your set on your laptop and then head off into, uh, into VCV world when, you know, when you want to make it, I mean, I, you know, it's not, it, it, it's, it becomes less reliant on a computer, which I know a lot of people are quite, happy to, when that happens because then you know it's just one less thing to worry about and one less responsibility yeah. i suppose so. i guess with the with this with the simpception module you aren't you aren't liable that worryingly that there's going to be an email like notification coming up <laughs> out of the speakers blah blah yeah. i was like you're in yeah. the middle of your vcv jamming <laughs> and blah blah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyone remember what was the name? The Skype call. Do 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 do. I used to have that quite a lot when we used it. to run the show on Skype. Yeah. Well, you could do. It with, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, funny. Uh, actually, fun fact here. Um, uh, when Microsoft bought Skype, Yoad, who's a regular guest, Yoad Nevo, on uh, who's a regular guest on the show, he did all the sound set for that new Skype. It's his. It's mm. all his work. That's a top gig, isn't it? Obviously, that's uh, that's it a bit is. like doing the ATV uh, um, theme theme tune, isn't it? Or the 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 the, tape, the trade test card <laughs> transmission music. That's like that's equivalent to this Christmas hit <laughs> if you get royalties. <laughs> sure, like legendary status. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so I was I thinking about live, live Jeopardy. Oh, sorry. That's mad. Oh, sorry. sorry, no, sorry. I, was, sorry. I was just looking at the comments. Just somebody has met. I wasn't even aware, but and, uh, there are a few of my mod, a couple of my modules on the VCV, so I could use it and simpsept the heck out of it. Wow, oh, yeah. you well, could interface. Anyway. You could interface. You could actually. Well, here's it. You could get really meta. You have some actual physical models that interact with the virtual models inside the virtual model, and so yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think I, I just hope somebody 
makes the Simperception module now in VCV. That's the only thing that needs to finish because then you can have that in that and it will just be, oh, it will be amazing. Yeah. Please, 4MS, just get it yeah. via VCV. They might be a bit busy. Run the module inside the module inside the module. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Paulie, your video's <laughs> really delayed. Your video's become incredibly delayed. I'm not, yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe reconnect. I will. Reconnect um, while I set up the new, the new, when I, when I set up the new, uh, let's, let's go to a new top. Uh, we have got, uh, we've, well, Paulie's sort of turned into a pause. So maybe we'll just, um, we'll just get a topic going. Uh, <laughs> let's see what's our next topic. Um, gosh, I don't know what, um, I think might do quick um, guitar rig pro because that's Ooh. oh yeah yes. let's do that okay oh. guitar rig pro guitar rig pro. yeah you do now. the voiceover <laughs> excellent <laughs> there's a good you want your guitar and a guitar and a guitar and a guitar <laughs> guitarception <laughs> out now. Excellent. It's all going off. That's a synth. What the heck's that doing in there? That's a guitar. That's not a guitar. Is that, is that, <laughs> that's oh, that's, that's me. Paulie. That was me. That's Paulie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to go while to realise. Brilliant. Nice one. Yeah, because uh, I'm so pro. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, nice. Nice. I like that. When guitar we get a bit of user interaction. Guitar Pro, yeah. This is obviously we know um, this is the uh, this is from Native Instruments. I mean, now Native Instruments is now the mother company for Isotope and uh, oh gosh, I can't remember. a bunch of stuff. I forget off the top of my head. I'm sure the chat chat room will be happy to uh, um, yeah to let me know. Uh, essentially, Guitar Pro Seven. I've never really used it, but it's become so much more. I mean, okay. there are quite a lot of guitar synth players engines out there. This one was one of the early yes. ones, and it, and I know that Paulie, you use it a lot for. Um, processing yeah. synths and just building unique and unusual effects engines. I mean, now we've got addition yes. of um, amp sims and if you can switch cabinet sims out there. Part of the production suite six, uh, I think it's uh, the, if you buy it now, I think you can you get it for one seven nine or for four three four. You'll get ozone advanced, nectar advanced, neutron four, and a uh, guitar pro. Which so you save one hundred and fifty quid if you buy the lot, but it's a, a bit more of a chump. But you. Where are you sure. in Guitar Pro? Have you have you are you at six or, or earlier, or are you going to go for seven? What do you reckon? I'm I'm earlier, but um, the the thing is, um, I'm kind of really I'm in this little zone with how I make music, where I'm really really loath to upgrade my main music computer. Yeah. If that makes sense, because it's just a perfect yeah, yeah. little. Um, well, just keep it. It's a perfect little environment. It works. Oh well, it's not connected to the internet, so it's absolutely fine. Yeah. But why? What I use it for is uh, there's modifiers like LFOs, envelopes, step sequences that you can put on pretty much any parameter. So I treat it more like a modular kind of effects uh, suite, if that makes sense. So I remember yeah. in my first video on reverb i was i put a sample and hold lfo on the virtual size of the spring uh which was great oh, actually yeah, sam i need good. i need to talk to you about making that in reality a variable spring reverb that you could clamp at various points to make it resonant and then put an lfo through maybe That'd be fun. But yeah, you can do it virtually with Guitar Rig, and I, I love that kind of thing. Um, Interesting. 
Yeah. So, so this it's, I mean, new version, it's got yeah. a, a beautiful lo-fi processor, um, which is fantastic. Um, oh, yes, I heard, I heard various... the demo. It's a great demo, actually, isn't it? It's a great demo on there. Yeah. It's the kind of thing that you'd pay for a, a standalone plug-in, wouldn't you? Um, mm. a, a good lo-fi processor. So the fact they've put that in is absolutely brilliant. And yeah, I can't wait. I, I, it might, you know, tempt me to upgrade uh, to seven, at least maybe on a, on a different computer, like a laptop yeah. or something, you know, uh, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see how next level those cabs sims are compared to what I've currently got. So there's my, um, my sort of musings on guitar rig. It's, uh, it's great uh, software, really. Um, I've always thought it sounds really nice. Um, yeah, I think they've added some isotopes magic. Yeah, they've got added some isotope magic at the a maximizer at the end as well. Sam, in my mind, Brilliant. I've got this sort of notion that you don't use anything more than like one of the old uh, uh, G4 iMacs, you know, the, the the jelly ones. You haven't got a computer any, but I know that's not true because you must edit videos and you must do all of that stuff. But I just like this idea that yours is made of Bakelite or something. <laughs> Oh, you're muted. Sam, I think you're muted. Take a drink, everybody. That's the uh, Sonic Talk bingo. <laughs> uh, yeah. Love it. I, I, th oh, I think he's just going to re... Uh, re um... Hello. Ah, there we go. Right. Get you back. Oh, back. Yeah, so, like, um, yeah, no, unfortunately, I'd, because I do... a. Uh, Write songwriting for people as well, like sort of like you, you folk do as well. To, as I, do, I need a, a decent version of Logic with a bunch of things in case. So uh, a guitar rig does get a lot of use. I've got this one preset oh. for a janky, janky guitar. There was, uh, I love that. I've never really <laughs> fiddled with the guitar. I've, I, I got it working to the point that it sounded good. I was like, I'm not getting any further. Uh, and then I started using that more for guitar. Uh, I started moving away oh. from guitar rig and you're just using this <laughs> because it's, that, it's is just that, sort uh, of sounds right. Is I that can't like, remember. Um, oh, who made that? Where Direct is it? Oh, okay. I can't remember. Rock, I got it off the, the mate. Rock, what, was the rock, what was the thing that was a bit like a, war, a Walkman? What rock, tube, tube, rock tron? Rocked, what was that? A oh. Rockman? Do you remember the, that was Rockman. something that people used to put. Rock. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like, there was a really weird, like, it wasn't the Line 6 pod. It was even before that. It was like a red guitar pedal that was like that, that you could, like, load on Microsoft 95 and you could load, like, Kurt Cobain sound yes. presets. One of the first ones. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> And, and, I, and know, I might right? be really behind, but you know, like it was just making me think like Guitar Hero. Like when I was playing guitar proponently over synths, like my dream was having a, a plug in that, no, a, pl a, a pedal that was basically the VCV 4MS thing for, for plug in. Surely that's a thing now, is it? It must be a thing. Hmm. Um, yeah, it probably is. I I, yeah, I, I, um, it's the VST Tom Schultz Rockman for those people. Just, Tom just for the, the Tom, the Tom Schultz Rockman, which was, I remember, it was that Strat sound of the '80s. It's that kind of oh, like yeah. uh, big log, um, you know, Nile Rodgers disco kind of rhythm, uh, but with with a chorus. And there was a there was a distort, yeah. a really really horrible distortion that <laughs> sounded a bit like the lead guitar sound of the time but not really and that but i remember it, it it found a place 
because what it enabled people to do was sit in the control room. So it, it would turn up in big studios and people would just could plug into it and then play through the speakers without having to go down mic up and AC30 and all that stuff. And it ended up in a bunch of tracks, I'm sure, but it must have sounded... I don't know. There must have been there must have been analog guitar purists sort of weeping, uh, as well yeah. as the fact that it's. I could just show up with this <laughs> tiny little Walkman-sized thing and my guitar and a DI box, yeah. and I'm done. Oh, except I can't hear myself. But, I bet. Uh, I bet it was like I, first there was the Lindrum, now this. What's happening? <laughs> 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 well, why aren't they it, getting to the bassists? <laughs> Yeah, well, actually, that's a good point. I, I mean, I think there's some, there was some great bass uh, sounds in uh, Guitar Pro Seven. There was a really wicked uh, sort yes. of you know plectrum. I'm a big fan of that sort of jam, yeah, yeah. the jam kind of Rick and Backer with a plectrum sound that I think yes. yeah. actually should be coming back and used a lot uh, as much as possible, in my opinion. Um, so there's a yeah. really good um, there's a really good ensemble effect in guitar rig that you can just choose what what frequency band you want to to put it on. So actually, with um with one of Gaz's bass parts that we jammed on last week, I, I put a bit of chorus just on the top end of his bass, um, and it sounded absolutely amazing. So yeah it's really good when you have that that kind of granularity of just being able to put the chorus in one in one band and stuff oh like uh, yeah interesting that's a great idea yeah i, I should just pr yeah. quickly um die stanton has uh, wished you uh congratulations to sam on your marriage which i i i have no dear oh. idea whether you are or not but it, even if you're not it's a lovely thing to say <laughs> so thank yeah, you no. <laughs> Thumbs up. thank you Di. thank you Di. it was a few fair few months ago but thank you very much I'd, I'd oh, excellent. feel exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed. <laughs> well, apart Good from thing. legally, of course. Yeah. Excellent. Well, glad to hear it. Um, let's see. Well, uh, let's have a look at... Uh, oh, Ooh. Is this going to be something that people are going to be interested in talking about? The eye connectivity. Did you see that one? That's uh, This is an interesting thing for what certainly playing live. Well, let's. I'll, t I'll play it. Here we go. Then you'll be able to see. Oh, yeah, this yeah. is the eye connectivity hey play audio. This is Will Doggett. I'm an Ableton Live certified trainer and the founder of From Studio to Stage. And I help musicians and artists take their songs from the studio and learn to perform them on stage. And a big way to do that is by teaching them to use backing tracks to create a playback. Yeah, rig, get on with it. And then this to is create to look at. input. Foot switch into the control port if I wanted to, uh, to switch this go. manually. But no one's going to hear Sorry, I thought there was a shorter uh, version of this. Essentially, let me summarize. So essentially what this is, is yes. a 10, I believe it's a 12 XLR outputs on the back. So it's a playback yeah. system, but it's got dual USB-C connectivity. So you, can, you have two computers connected at the same time. Each computer will output some kind of tone into the control input. So if one of them goes down, the other one just kicks in automatically because the control output will will just sort of drop. Although I have had crashes where it doesn't drop, it just goes ba 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 So maybe that will, but I, anyway, and then on the front- Are you testing one at the minute? I'm not, no, but it, it means that you, uh, they, they've done this before, that they've done this, this just seems to like a, a reimagination of that initial, I can't remember what the original was called. This is about, uh, they reckon street is going to be 1199. So it's very, it's quite expensive, but it's not, yeah. it's only output. So it's a playback system with MIDI, but it's also got an RTP MIDI and Ethernet cable out, which means you can attach another 22 devices over RTP MIDI. I'm a massive fan of RTP MIDI. I don't know, Sam, are you, uh, do you know RTP MIDI, a network, network MIDI, which 
which is uh, unfortunately Mac broke in their later OSs. It doesn't uh, seem to work quite as well as it used to. But it, it this whole studio runs on RTP. Oh, really? When it works? Oh, maybe yeah. I should look into it. I must be honest. I'm a bit of a luddite. I'm just so behind with it all. Five pinned in until I die. Opto like opto isolators and five pinned ins. I think that's all you need for me. Just midi in, midi out. Hey, you sound like Fred Dibner. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but I should but, point out, actually, you were talking about maybe making the organ uh, MIDI compatible. That's how you would do it because you could basically, what you do is you you have a host and uh, and you can just use you could use web browser and kind you could probably figure out a way to have somebody turn up. They plug their MIDI keyboard into it. Sure. It connects over MIDI and the network the the, the network um, latency is not too bad. I mean, them hearing the audio back obviously would be more yeah. latent, but we I did some tests uh, where we did long distance RTP MIDI where we were jamming and we both had a session and Matt was playing my stuff and I was playing his stuff. And I think we had, it was around about 15, 20 milliseconds because MIDI is such a tiny amount of data to do over the network. The hard part is if you're working to a click or the clock, because you can send clock as well. It's, it's really impressive. So this, yeah. it's useful for on stage anyway, but this is more of a playback system. So if you were doing mm. playout tracks and you had, you know, so if your computer, main computer goes down with Ableton and your full session yeah. on it, when the control tone goes, the other one would just kick in because they'd be synced presumably over a link or whatever it may so, be. So am I right idea. in thinking it's a, it's a fancy live audio interface, audio MIDI interface? Yeah. Or is it got audio its own out internal... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but it can have two hosts at the same time, so that you can, yes. you know, if if it drops out. I mean, this is the sort of thing when when I was working with Goldfrapp and we were doing big live setups. You know, the A and the B rig, you had to ha you had to essentially get this. Radio will do something similar where you just get two sets of inputs and it just flips between them if the control tone yeah. got, drops. But this stuff was had to be bespoke, you know. So, like, you know, we yeah, we found out right. about it. We borrowed one that was on Peter Gabriel's rig because they had one for computers, and and, and it cost thousands and thousands of pounds. And now this is actually much more yes. affordable and much more reasonable. So, for big, consistent, you know, if you're the Chemical Brothers or you're doing what, you might have a couple of those, and you just go. It might well work, but it does mean you can't process live input, which I think a lot of people do live i mean i don't know if you oh. when you if you use a computer live so there's no input yeah it's it's uh, the only inputs are control inputs which i think and is I a bit of a down that, so that makes it complicated because if you have another interface plugged into it and you've got a main laptop and a backup laptop for inputs yes. how's that yeah. going to work I, that, that's a whole no, other yeah bit of complication isn't it yeah well, this is very much for playback but it's. I think they've just re reimagined it, made it a little bit less uh, expensive, and put much more status control. So sure. you can flip it between computer. I mean, it could be useful. You could have two computers because I, th I think the flip over is seamless. So you could. Uh, there could be another thing where if you've only got one set of outputs, you could essentially have two things going on, and you press a switch, and it just goes. Now this stuff's coming out of these outputs rather than that stuff. It doesn't have to be the same session, I suppose. So you could, you could use it in a way that perhaps it wasn't designed yes. for. Don't know. What do you reckon? Am, am I right I like in thinking the, that? Um, well, carry on. Because I, like I, I saw the I, din MIDI on oops. it, which is cool. Yeah, it has got din MIDI. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Because there was one back in 2021, if I'm right. I've, I, I remember seeing it before. I've just searched sure. it up as well. The I Connectivity Audio 4C is that right? That's the four-channel yeah, one. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, that's so this right. one, what you're saying, this one is more affordable than that because that looks pretty affordable for the problem that it's trying to do. 
I thought it was. I thought one. there was one with a, a similar amount of outputs. Maybe that. Maybe that's right. Maybe I've got um, that right. I think the radial. Cool. The radial is uh, is the other option, but that's pure analog. So it's essentially got two sets, one, uh, two sets of inputs <laughs> and one set of outputs, and you send a uh, control tone into the front from two inputs, and if one drops, it flips to the other set of outputs. So yeah. there's no. It's not an audio. It's just a. You know, this stuff's coming out now. So you would split it. You'd have separate audio interfaces. This just a. It's just a, a very quick flip between two. So maybe that that one's probably more expensive because the radial stuff oh, is yeah. generally a bit a bit more pricey. But anyway, I thought it might be useful. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Um, okay, what are we doing? Oh gosh, it's it's five o'clock already. I can't believe it. We've already got there. Um, there might have been. Um, okay, right. Uh, question for Sam. Okay, here we go. Hello. This one's from Nick Howes. This one's from Nick Howes. Uh, let me. Oh, sorry, I've done that wrong. Um, Nick Howes, a, a ever-present questioner. Uh, question for Sam: When you visited the Synth Museum, that was the one in Switzerland, I guess. What one synth yeah. turned you into a dribbling heap of boyhood excitement? That's a good question. Ooh. Oh, that's very tough. There was a lot of them. I think it was had to be the. Uh, well, I'm saying it, but I can't. I want to say. I don't want to say the wrong one. Memory Moog, definitely the memory. Really? Moog. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. There's something just about the raw pulse width modulation that'll get you going, Nick. There's something about that. They're just whacking up three oscillators all on square, all everything open, and you just got the portmanteau <laughs> going up. Oh, it was just like, oh yeah, this is good. That was, I, and I've wanted one ever since. And I, I, I wish I bought one then because they're they're worth. They're, they just keep on going up. So like, yeah. oh. well, they're they're getting rarer and rarer, aren't they? That that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I remember I played I played a memory mode at um, I've forgotten the name. I think it was called Ham Plaza. Guy up uh, up just outside London. Great guy. We went to uh, visit him, and and there you're, something in the room. You're in the room with it, and you just go, oh my, there's something really unique, and you know, it's that. The charismatic oscillators, isn't it? It's quite a hard thing yeah. to, to to get right. There's some surely I mean, a square wave, a square wave. Yeah, no, no surely it's a nightmare it is. Yeah, to use. But it's, it's a nightmare to use, and it's not very friendly, and it's not very versatile. But the things that it does, I think, when it's working on form, is just, I don't know, it's just like the, it's like, oh yeah, woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess yeah. I guess maybe the scarcity of when it works makes it somehow more more desirable, oh, yeah. isn't it? It's like the sort of you know, yeah, it's like, it. oh, I, yeah, yeah, you got to work for it. Um, oh, well, you can't really the answer that question, Paulie, because I don't know if you've been to the synth museum. But uh, is there any one synth that uh, that would really kind of turn you into a you know when you were a kid when you just sort <laughs> of like saw it and went, oh my, I've got to have it's, that. It's um, I think for me it would be early digital stuff, you know. I really All want right. to. I really want to try out a synclavia at some point. Um, oh yeah! I know a guy oh, who's yeah. got one actually, or maybe a DK Synergy. Um, oh yeah! With the little with the K Pro computer that you can edit kind of additive. That's rare. Bonkers. That's quite rare, isn't it? That one. Yeah. Yeah. They've got a couple. Getting of, into they a had, bit of additive. They had those in. They Switzerland. had one. No, I. Oh no, they only they had the controller for the synergy because yeah they yeah. didn't have the whole racks unfortunately. Uh, yeah, which is a, which was a shame when we found that out. We tried getting the Fairchild going; they might have it going by now. This was a few years ago, but we couldn't Sweet. we couldn't figure it out. <laughs> Nobody was there trying. It's like which floppy goes in first, kind of thing. <laughs> mm, right. uh, actually, while we're talking about synth museums, there's a great video out from Audio Pills with Gaz in it, where they went to it. There's another one in Austria, apparently, which is uh, also worth checking out, and could possibly Beautiful. be even larger. 
Um, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I just yes. saw that um, actually last night. I would have mentioned it earlier, but I've been somewhat preoccupied with uh, post EBOM stuff. But yeah, I should have put it in the show notes. That look, but it would have tied in nicely with this. Um, I'm just trying to think. Mm. For me, I remember going to my local music shop, which was uh, the sadly now gone Duxon and Pinker uh, in the centre of Bath, and the guy came in with the Rhodes Chroma and demoed it and. I just remember thinking it sounded absolutely amazing and it, it, it really stayed with me. And I know Will's, Will uh, Gregory's got one and there was one at uh, Synthfest last year and I thought, oh, I'll have a play. Honestly, I was so oh, yeah. disappointed. <laughs> it was just like, it was that thing, isn't it? Where you just go, oh yeah, this would be great. Re and, and it was just like, oh God, it's a, it's a nightmare to use and it didn't sound all that great. Uh, uh, it was just, at the time, it really sounded impressive. I mean, I've got synths now that I think would be a contender for that now. I mean, I think, you know, modern modern versions of this, I mean, I think Polybrute is a good good shout for that stuff. I yeah. mean, there are still, they're more bespoke yes. synthesizers, you know, the River and uh, the Schmidt and all of that sort of stuff. And of course, you're, I mean, your stuff, Sam, I mean, you know, you've you've got bespoke things. Have you had, yeah. do you get people coming along and saying, can you make me a thousand oscillator synth? I must have it. Um, not the thousand oscillator. There's been a few people asking and such, and uh, I, sometimes it's worked, but I haven't really built many to order. Purely, I think I would be more worried about offering a warranty on my on my shoddy <laughs> workmanship, if I'm honest. But yeah, I was just yeah, the Rhodes Chroma. I don't think I've ever actually pushed on the buttons. Are they, are they membrane buttons? You push and it's yeah, just like a they are, like, and they oh, really yeah, yes. they're, they're membrane and they they rot and they break and it's and it's got this yeah. tiny, 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 tiny little. Um, LCD, red LED, LCD. Uh, red, uh, red, uh, it's LED, is, I think it is, and it's like it's like a kind oh, of yes. with the kind of uh, eight segment stuff. It's yeah, it's it's a it's a pig actually, to be honest. But I'm sure it's got some. I good, loved, I loved some... trying it. Did you? I love you, you, you were there, didn't you? You went. <laughs> oh, was you playing it? There I am. Oh, maybe I was. It plays beautiful, doesn't it? It's just. It does. Yeah, it's There's a, a number thing. of. Um, Algorithms with uh, filter FM and ring mod, I think it does. Uh, yeah, so you right pick your, your algorithms and the oscillators. Do, yeah, yeah, ring mod is right. Ring mod is like my version of your PWM, really, essentially. <laughs> 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 my is it, what is, the oh, is it? Is it a wave? It's not a wave table. It looks like. Is it? A, uh, no, it's an analog. VCR, well, I don't. Analog, I'm looking, it, trying to find the chips. I think it isn't. I might correct me if, if I'm wrong, but I think it might be the same as the Juno. Is it not DCO? Oh, maybe. Well, I don't know. I don't maybe. know. But, but it's I, I'm a just lot looking. of I mean, computer control. So right, DCO it's quite might be possible. Yeah, yeah you're I'm probably maybe right very there. wrong there. Yeah. I don't oh. know. I'm, I'm, I know Will's got one, uh, and I must go up. Uh, it's I must VCO, go up and do you us, know. Uh, is, is it VCO? But with elaborate so tuning chip? routines and a, and I think the the CPU in it is was quite you know quite a chunky um, computer level CPU for the time. Uh, uh, hold on, we've yeah. got some incoming information. Technomatic via you see you thirty three forty chips. Yeah. It's not uh, thirty three forty. It's not. No, that's what I was trying to find. Okay. I was wondering because it came out the same age that people would have just used 3040 chips, but apparently, maybe, I mean, you might know more, yeah. but I'm just reading on the internet and it's using, it's really an, an involved VCO design uh, over through yeah. transistor arrays. You would have thought they would have just used 3340s. Anyway, I'll, I'll stop talking. Yeah. Chip stuff. No, I think, uh, um, I, I'm trying to remember whether, did the first one have some sort of uh, links to ARP? 
Maybe it's got an ARP filter in it or it something. Did. I just remember the yeah, I remember there was something because mm-hmm. it was uh, Rhodes Chromer in the end. It became the 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 it was it was. It's I didn't got a Rhodes SEM filter it. in it, I think. SEM filter. Like ah, SEM okay. Oh no, Curtis, well, Curtis. Curtis. Sorry, yes. Curtis chip. Yes, yeah, Curtis. 50, right, maybe? Okay. 33, 50, yeah. Right, okay. Same. Oh, check us out, nerding Ooh, out on serial numbers. Chip talk. Chip talk, yeah, there's a there's a sub show Love right it. there. Maybe we'll do that <laughs> on a late on a Sunday night, you know, something like that. Yeah, that sounds good. Um it was the last project of art, <laughs> apparently. I mean, there's all sorts of uh, all sorts of information coming in. Thank you so much, everybody. It feels like we're probably getting towards the end of the show. It's been a pleasure to have you on, Sam. Um, uh, and welcome any time now. Whenever I recruit a new person, I always plead with them to come back, uh, just oh, yeah. because. I'm happy you know, to it's come back. A... Yeah. So, uh, what's next for you? What's 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 on the test bench right now? What's the kind of project uh, that you can talk about? Obviously. Well, I think this evening I'm going to be looking at schematics of Rhodes Chromers because I can't right, find okay. a definitive Sweet. answer. <laughs> but I, there's a bunch of different things. I'm finishing uh, fixing a couple of the old uh, DIY synthesizers because I like those. There's a lot of DIY kit synthesizers I've got my hands on that I've got to fix. People have, you know, the ones that are built ah, from magazines. Yeah, yeah. There's a, yeah, there's a mountain. Real, I, that, that must be a rich seam of stuff where people have built them and not built them properly and you get hold of them and probably get them going again, right? That's a great Yeah, idea. yeah. And it's great, and it mainly because I've found that on YouTube there's not many, uh, it's kind of an untapped thing of quite a few mm. of them not having vi- proper videos, like, you know, I mean, there's loads of other but different information on the internet, but not digested in a daft YouTube video, kind of my sure. kind of way, so <laughs> I'm trying to do it, like, cover all of the different DIY magazine simps. Nice. That sounds great. Okay, brilliant. And uh, what about you, Paulie? Are you, are you back on soundtrack work? Or I know you're doing some videos for us, but um, there must be other things that you do yes. in your life. Uh, I'm going to be doing my first proper kind of pro-level sound mix of a documentary, which is terrifying, but it's going to be okay. It's just like one long song, right? Essentially. Yeah, more or less. But yeah. Well, time um, code. I wanted to mention, um, Sam, my uncle Brian... You'd absolutely love because he fixes Russian synths and he builds his own stuff. And he um, he got a DigiSound 80 magazine yeah. synth, I think that's what it's called. And he's added some modules to it and it's huge and it's called Barbara. And, Barbara, uh, the DigiSound 80, that's awesome. Yeah, 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 photo. So yeah, they're good. You'll like that. They've yeah, got Curtis yeah. chips as well. They're all based on the same chips that are in the Rhodes Chromer. Mm. Uh, just a bit of trivia there. There's also a, a very weird <laughs> wavetable oscillator for it as well. Yeah, really it's got an ecom in the back. Yeah, yeah, it's really it. cool. Uh, you, I could see you're both do- you're talking each other's language. <laughs> that's that's, that's <laughs> Brian from um, Modified Modified Toy Orchestra, I think. I yeah. I interviewed him ah. uh, at Faster Than Sound, which is. Yeah. In Oldbra. It was close I found to out he was my uncle, my long lost uncle. Oh, well, not long lost, that's but mad. we were related. It's really cool. Yeah, and we live nice. in the same city, and I've got mainly digital, weird 90s digitals and a bit of mm. analog, and he's got mainly analog. Mm. So between us, we've got a horde of the oh, entire yeah. history of synths. <laughs> oh, I've just that searched like up. That's that, cool. That, you should search great. up. If you haven't looked already, the people watching, search up Modified Toy Orchestra as well. Cool. Like yeah, really spells cool. and mics yeah. on stand. Yeah, nice. That's yeah, awesome. SK ones yeah, yeah. that have been modified into oh, yeah, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, speaking spells, bit. Barbies, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, there's there's some yes. great stuff. 
Okay, well, um, we should probably anyway. round things up. Yeah, <laughs> nice one. And uh, thanks to everybody in the chat for hanging out. It's been fun as ever. And uh, we will be back next week uh, again, um, which we are, obviously. I mean, Bob's your every uncle. Week. Every, every Wednesday. Yeah, Bob Bry's your uncle. We're here every week, uh, uh, Wednesday, 4pm. Uh, so uh, do join us. And as I said before, uh, the stuff from our Imam, I mean, it's all up there live, but we've got uh, the individual acts going up. That's all seven. And then extended interviews and also once I've figured out how to deal with it, the Insta360 footage, which will be on our Patreon. So uh, I didn't plug the Patreon, did I? Maybe I'll just uh, I'll do that. Patreon. I'll just say Patreon. Yeah, go go do the Patreon. We're all doing Patreons. You've probably got one as well, haven't you, Sam? It's a great help, yeah. a method of support, isn't it, for, for us it's struggling extremely artists? extremely helpful for people yeah, like us definitely. to keep on... Keep on doing what we do, and hopefully, like for your for your entertainment, yeah. So Patreon.com forward slash Sonic Steve. Have you ever thought of doing voiceovers? I think there's a career in it for you. <laughs> I don't think I'm very good. <laughs> I just like doing it. It's very. <laughs> I'll give you a call next time. Next time we need one because uh, my yeah, if you need it, it's, it's certainly certainly improves. It. Right, folks. Well, thank you very <laughs> yeah. much, everybody. Uh, it's lovely to see you all. We'll uh, bring things to an end now, and that was Sonic Talk Seven Seven One. We'll see you uh, next time. Thanks very much. Take care. Thank now. you very Bye -bye. much for having me. Bye.